Hi, Nick. Hi, Caleb. How's it going? Pretty all right. Have you ever tried baking? Hmm. Um, well, like, yes, but not from scratch. Not from scratch at all? Well, I guess I've done from scratch. I used to make biscuits. Mm -hmm. um, I once made a biscuit shaped like the United States, including Alaska. Yeah. Uh, uh, but not including Hawaii, because that's too small for biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> you can't put biscuits there. They have no room to rise. Yeah, exactly. But so I guess, yeah, I've done a little bit of that. And I'm, yeah. But well, have you? Do you like baking? Oh, I love baking, but I've never been very good at it. Okay. Recently, I decided to subscribe to one of those like box services that you hear about on podcasts all the time. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's like Blue Apron and Purple Carrot. Sure. I, I know the brands. They're not sponsoring us, so don't say that. <laughs> right. Well, I'm doing I'm doing a uh, a one that's exclusively baking. Okay. And each uh, but each ingredient is brought to you by a different person, which is kind of weird. That's really weird. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's very inefficient. Yeah. It it seems like it. I think it might be. It might even be like the same guy. But it's save like, yourself the trouble of going to the store once <laughs> by sending ten different people one at a time to your house with different ingredients. Yeah, and it like shackles you to your house all day because you don't know exactly <laughs> yeah, when they're coming. There's like they're a coming. window. And the, and it says like it's out for delivery, but then there's no information between then and now and then it's just like delivered uh-huh yeah got it yeah yeah <laughs> it's called red oven uh just so you know okay um and the, <laughs> the like well it's because you know it's gotta it's gotta have a color it's hot it's hot it's gotta and, have because the oven's hot and it has to have a the, yeah like, that makes sense. relevant thing yes exactly um and it, it um it, with blue apron you eat the apron with purple carrot you eat the carrot and when red oven you eat the <laughs> yeah that's exactly right that's exactly right um well, it's like when you're using blue apron, you always use the apron. In purple carrot, yeah. uh, they always include a little carrot in every meal. Just a little wink. <laughs> and uh, in red oven, one of one of the dudes every day actually brings you the oven that you need to pick it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it's a sh it's shipped to you. All right. Yeah. Um. So you know, I had I I had a series of men come to my house, and I most of them most of them I was like I was down for. I yeah. Was like, sure. I was like uh ready for the guy who brought my milk right and i was like, thank you and welcome yeah i was ready for the dude who brought all the flour yeah and the one that brought all the sugar yeah oh those are all great guys yeah but ultimately ultimately the one that i had to turn down i opened the door and i looked at this guy yeah. and i was like not a chance Eggman." <laughs> Welcome to your two show. <laughs> I'm Stephen King's Caleb Zane Hewitt, and I'm uh, unfortunately Dean Koontz's Nick Splendor. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I kind of got you. Kind of put me right deal. in there. I could be Ursula K. Le Guin's Nick Splendor. That's that would be good. that would. Uh, that's my. That's actually like the one that. I want. And now be. you win. Hey, and no offense to Dean Koontz, he's written a lot of books that no one's read. <laughs> It's good to be back, huh, Nick? You've got to have a Pepsi to a Coke. It's great to be back. And I also... <laughs> hey, welcome to our brand-oriented podcast, you Your Two Brands. Hi, I'm looking for James Patterson. Is Coons okay? <laughs> and then Tom Clancy is just occasionally in places that carry yeah, either. Like, oh, Tam Cl you got Tom Clancy. You usually can only find that in North Carolina. Uh-huh. <laughs> If you go to Texas, I hear they use real words. <laughs> All the fonts are bigger in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Well, we've been gone for a couple of weeks because of holidays. I didn't go anywhere, but you guys didn't get to hear it. Well, we, <laughs> <laughs> we've been gone from the, the internet. That's true. From the, the deep web. We appreciate your patience and your kindness in mm-hmm. uh, all the letters that we received. Uh, clarification, we have no affiliation with Santa. Um, so yeah. I can't grant any of your wishes. Yeah, like, it's weird stop that doing that. All of our fan mail this year was addressed to Santa. Hey, guys, that's Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> <laughs> our big round red man is Dr. Robotnik Eggman Jr. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking about Teenage Robotnik this weekend. Ugh, we'll get into that later. Wait. I guess. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so today we're going to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog, the original game, which yes. came out in 1876. That's right. Sega! Uh, we had a really great time with it, and I'm it excited great. to chat about it. Yeah. What was your favorite part of the game, like right off the top of your head? Ooh, okay. So That's a good starter question. That actually is really... <laughs> no, I think it's pretty good. Um, I think my favorite part of the game is that uh, I was just 100% surprised at the level of animation that Sonic yeah. has. Yes. He's got so many different, I guess, sprites is the term. Yeah. So many different <laughs> yes. so many different uh, pages to his things that he does i don't know anything about animation you so can many different in. frames of animation there we yeah, go that's yeah it. yeah pages that'll yeah, work so many hey, pages he's very well animated the whole game and all like all the different characters have various things but sonic especially is he's like a little bugs bunny man yeah he's like flopping all over the place and like very advanced technology i felt like it might have even been from the future from like today yeah but yeah. it wasn't it was made in 1876 well that's it's nice <laughs> he was yeah back it's crazy that we had uh we had the Oregon Trail. The, you had the Oregon Trail. We had uh, aliens visiting Earth for the first time. And we had Sonic the Hedgehog all coming out in the same year. Right. And it's like, what a momentous occasion. <laughs> and I mean the actual Oregon Trail. That game didn't come until later. On this year, in 1876. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, I just checked my watch calendar. Uh-huh. And it turns out, which is what I call my phone. <laughs> and... <laughs> And uh, it's a watch. It's a calendar. It's an internet communicator. Are you getting this? Yeah. They're it, all one device. Come on, guys. <laughs> okay. uh, it came out on this day in 1876. Sonic the Hedgehog came out on this day. I heard the, I heard the memorial. <laughs> the, memorial? the memorial? Did somebody die? Well, the memorial for Sonic the Hedgehog coming out. What? <laughs> Dude, are you telling me that Sonic the Hedgehog died? No, I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying that. I think I don't know what the word memorial is for. <laughs> so Sonic the Hedgehog is a game I think about you meant party. It's a game about running. Mm-hmm. It's a game about jumping. Yes. It's a game about stopping and a, being stopped. It's a game that's a lot less about running than I thought it would. Be. It's a lot less about running. Mm-hmm. Like there are. I suppose if you got very good, you could blaze your way through it. But it's all about that. Like, oh heck yeah, I'm about to run. Boom. And you just hit something. Yeah. Like, you get started. You're going, wahoo, I'm Sonic. Hello, my classic catchphrase. <laughs> wahoo. <laughs> oh, no. I'm ready to run. <laughs> um, but I got to stop for the sake of man. Did Mario 2 come out after or before Sonic the I think before. Because well, Mario I mean, 2 has an Eggman in it. Well, Mario didn't come out until at least the 1980s. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So that's it was, right. Way, it was way after. That's, yeah, serious <laughs> yeah. precedent. Um, yeah, you can't run very far in this game. Mm-hmm. Like, it, only, I guess a lot of the, the, the end of several of the levels has like a, here you go, like hit this spring and you can just run and hit some loops and like, yeah, get and that Sonic feeling. But 
it's interesting how quickly the game establishes that that's what you want to do. Yeah. Even if I didn't know about Sonic, and yes. as a kid, you know, without mm-hmm. having any other structure for mm-hmm. what Sonic is, uh, as soon as you hit that first loop-de-loop and yeah. you feel that, like, oh, wow, this is really cool, it makes you want to keep doing that. Yeah. And it makes you want to take advantage of the full speed once you realize you can hit yeah. it. Yeah, and then you turn around and you try to run back up the loop the other way, and he just runs up part of the slope and then stops and slides back down. Yeah. And, and that, like, kineticism and inertia... And the, the representation of, of real-world honest physics in this video game. Like, mm-hmm. this is exactly what happens if you try to hit a loop-the-loop if you haven't hit a spring beforehand. Yeah. Like, it's, you it's, just run up and and fall back down. It's exactly like the actual two-dimensional parts of our world. That's exactly right. Uh, I was looking it up, and it turns out that Sonic even started, the gameplay started mm-hmm. with loop-the-loop, mm. right? Like, it started with a uh, programmer figuring out how to do the code for a dot moving on yeah. a slant like that. Awesome. And I and I gather that that even today there's a couple of game developers on Twitter that I follow who were just talking the other day about like how what a nightmare dealing with slopes is yeah. still. Mm-hmm. Um uh, obviously some people are very good at it. You can see like you can see Solid Snake's feet like walking up a slope like technically like in a very proficient way uh-huh. in Mega Solid 5, but he has to go very slow. That's the trick. Yeah. You can do see the thing that Sonic gets right is that he's got slopes and speed. <laughs> and most technology, even today, even 100 years later, can't do both at the same time. <laughs> even 200 years later. It's so... Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, so but it's I, really good. Speaking of slopes and physics and games, yeah. I had a thought uh, a few years ago. I was walking downstairs, and I was holding a box full of things. I was moving. Mm-hmm. So I was going down the stairs, and I had to shift the box to the side okay. and look down at the stairs while I was like running down the stairs with the yeah, box in yeah. my arms. And I thought about, uh, in that moment, I thought about video game characters on stairs and video game characters in uh, having to like carry things. And when yeah. you're playing a character, how, for me... The moment I would know when video games had made it is when a video game character gets on stairs and they move something so that they can keep looking while they're going down the stairs. Yeah. And then Last of Us gave that to me. Oh. Yeah. I noticed that when I was playing Last of Us a year or so. I was ago. just about to say, did Nathan Drake do that in oh. the newest in the newest Last of Us? But I guess he did. <laughs> yes. That's Nathan cool. Drake in the most recent Last of Us. Did yeah. That. Cool. Mm-hmm. I, you know, games have come a long way since Sonic the Hedgehog, but in some ways, they, they you know, they can't keep up. They've like, come a long way, and maybe it's bad. And maybe it's bad. Maybe, we, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I like. What else did we like about the game? Well, some of the most uh, interesting stuff for us, we talked about what we were playing, mm-hmm. is that uh, we had never played past, like, the first world. Right. Like, yeah. I didn't know that there weren't levels. Like, I didn't know there were any levels that weren't green. Yeah. Like, that got me. When we got to the second act, and it was all purple and red, and there was lava or whatever was going on, it was like, Whoa! Yeah. What game is this? There was only one green world. <laughs> it and, was the first one. And that's a fascinating thing about like being a kid and having like a profound experience with a game, but playing like very little of it. Yes. Like, I, I, and I did that with a bunch of different games where you could just you could play the beginning of a game and inhabit its world and inhabit its space and like make up little stories for yourself mm-hmm. or try to just explore. And Sonic was awesome for this because the fact is that like I think I never. I, I, I think I never really did get past the first act when I was like seven or eight whenever I played this the first time. Yeah. But I still perceived it as a full, interesting game. And the part of that's because the levels are huge. Yeah. The levels are enormous and they give you this idea that you have all of this 
world to explore yeah. in each level to the point where uh, I remember feeling frustrated as a kid and even when I first started playing feeling frustrated again yeah. with this idea that maybe I would never see any everything yeah like how am I going to get there yeah well, where's the end of this thing and it it's it's nice that you you just have to go to the right like that's a good consistent uh-huh. thing just uh-huh. keep going to the right but sometimes it tempts you to go back to the left mm-hmm. in a way that like and, and and if we're talking about like raw like technology the, that wasn't a thing in the first Mario games. Yeah, you could not you couldn't go back. Yeah, like navigating back and forth, like, and, and it's not something. I don't even mean to like keep comparing it to Mario. I, I played a lot more of the Mario games when I was little, and there's this kind of false dichotomy between which mm-hmm. one's better. Like they're both awesome. Yeah, and there's great stuff in both, but it is cool to see. Um, just like I've been going back and playing a lot of different games from earlier eras uh, uh, lately. And Sonic is one of the best looking yeah. games, even as I've been playing like Super Nintendo games, like Sonic looks amazing. It looks so good. And uh, like we've talked before, maybe about how it's almost more uh, comparable to Mega Man. Yeah. Yeah. In the sense that it is a uh, Dark Souls-esque torment of you <laughs> going uh, a little bit further and a little bit further yeah. and getting killed by things you couldn't possibly predict. Right. Um, until you figure out what's happening in the level and you can go through it. Yes. And and the thing that was, uh, like, um, I'll, I'll, I will confess that I may have used technological means to do some unorthodox saves and keep going in this game. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Because. What do you mean? Uh, well... Maybe I should, but I just want to be honest. This game is super hard. And so I, are you saying, are you saying that you're a filthy casual? Yeah, I might be a casual <laughs> and I'm fine with that. You might be a casual if you use ROM emulators and <laughs> well, save, I didn't say I did that. Save states. I didn't say I did that, I but I'm just, I'm just, might. I'm just saying it might, it might be. You um, might be a casual if you use save states in the perfectly legal version of the game you were playing. I didn't want to. We tried to play straight through the first couple of, couple of acts, and you just get sideswiped so many times. Yeah. And the game is trying to, like, the guy who made uh, Starseed Pilgrim, uh, mm-hmm. Drucken, just, I, I read a, a good essay of his the other day um, about why he's sick of permadeath and sick of the roguelike cycle. And it is, and it can be a good thing. And all of, all of these old games have that fundamental concept of like, if you die a couple times, it's over. Like you're yeah. going to start again from scratch. Um, that, that is the like permadeath idea. That's been like kind of uh, uh, consolidated into the roguelike mm-hmm. genre. But um, this idea that you have to f- keep fighting your way through stuff you've seen a thousand times in order to see something new but that the something new you're going to see usually kills you the first time you see it. <laughs> so then you have to go back and do all the same old stuff again. Yeah. Is getting exhausting. Mm-hmm. And I feel that way about a lot of modern games. There are a lot of games that I was like, I loved The Binding of Isaac. I loved, uh, 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 you know, a couple other games. You know, Spelunky. It's great. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't want to keep doing that. And going back and playing Sonic the Hedgehog and playing some of these other older games gives me that same feeling of like, please respect my time. Like I don't have time for this. And yeah. I can't. So, so we did save states just to like start at the beginning of a level again, rather than get sent all the way back to the beginning of the game. Yeah. When you ran out of lives. Um, and that was the only way I made it through. And I could, it's like, and, and even then I played the game. Well, like some of the levels are just aced right off the bat. Like it is possible to do it. It's not like I'm, I'm bad, but I am stupid. Yeah. Well, and I don't want to, I don't want to waste my time. 
Well, when Sonic the Hedgehog came out, yeah. that kind of uh, game design served a functional purpose, which yes. was that in 1776, there were like maybe one or two games coming out a century. Yes, exactly. And so you didn't have a lot to play. You needed, yeah, it's, it needed to draw itself out. Mm-hmm. But um, but especially now, the, the amount of games that we have to play, the number of things that are really cool and have a lot of really cool things to show you, but want to do that thing where they artificially inflate themselves mm-hmm. out into months and months of your time to play through a game that's literally 20 minutes long if you if you know how to do it and i like a little bit of that i don't i don't i'm not saying i hate that yeah but it is rough especially when there are different ways to play games mm-hmm. right and the way i wanted to play sonic right or wrong was like let me see this thing yeah let me see what it is and i i'm i'm firmly in favor like in the little bit of i've gotten to participate in talking about game design and, and working on games myself um uh, I think that all games should let you unlock all the levels from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to, because why not? Like Hitman. Like Hitman just got all the stuff. You can just go wherever you want. And and the thing is, like we've been playing Hitman. We're choosing to play through it level by level mm-hmm. because that's what you want to do. But what if I install Hitman on a new computer or I buy, I, you know, whatever. Yeah. I go to my friend's house. I'm like, oh, I want to show you the fourth level, but you haven't gotten there yet. That interferes with your ability to play the game the way that you want and there's a lot of artificial constraint in video games in that way that is intended to just like either make you feel like you gotta be tough or you can't just skip and like get ahead you know it's like cheating yeah. to go forward when actually i, I just want to i just want to hang out with it i don't know it's a weird balance because if you have a book in front of you right like you can skip to any chapter you want and just read that part if you want to read that right. part or uh and in a lot of other media that option is always available to you. Right. If you're getting on Netflix now, you can watch any episode you want from anywhere in the series. And you can skim to any part of the show that you mm-hmm. want. Uh, but in a video game, if you're like, oh man, I loved that one scene. Like now the only way you can do that is if somebody's recorded it on YouTube for the most part. Which to be which fair has is, mostly happened. <laughs> it is great. And, yeah. and that's great. And we could have just, I, but, I, but there's the, there's the tension between, well, I don't want to just see it. I want to do it. I want to inhabit it. Right. I want to play that one boss or I want to play that one part of that game because yeah. I liked the feeling or I want to challenge it again or I want to see if I can do faster. Um, and a lot of games do that, but but it, it is interesting to, I, I don't know, I think there's, there's that's like a pet peeve of mine, I guess. Well, it's definitely I, a taste <laughs> thing. And I think yeah. that the, uh, the benefit of those games even now is that we are dealing with a gaming culture that likes to uh, complain about games being too short and too easy. Sure. Um, where you're like, oh, this storytelling game that made me cry and changed my whole life was only an hour long, so I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> I changed my life too fast. I don't yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, my This really affected me and impacted me in a heartfelt manner, and it changed uh, my relationships to my family. Oh, uh, but I expected to spend an entire evening on it, and instead I finished it and then had to think about myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I actually didn't want to have to sit uh, with just me and the other 100 games I bought on Steam today. I <laughs> wanted to be able to play this one game for four hours and then give up before the fifth hour when it would be over and it would actually hit me. It tricked me into getting all the way to the final act, which I usually avoid in art. Yeah, I try not to get to the end because I want to leave it open to my own interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, this game can't possibly be only an hour and a half long. That's not... <laughs> That's an unfair characterization. Uh, I think this... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to say anything uh, rude about this game, but it seems like it spoiled itself for me. <laughs> because it gave me all the information in the first hour and a half I was playing. <laughs> the 
complete like oh boy that's the yeah that's the terminal velocity of of uh the, you know yeah. being being wary of spoilers <laughs> i heard somebody the other day to start telling a rabbinical story that's that is the purpose of this story is to encapsulate knowledge in a in a in a functional compact way uh-huh. and they told one minute of it and then said well and spoiler alert and then told the end of the, the other 30 seconds of the story <laughs> And it's like, no, the whole purpose of this story is to transfer information. You don't need a spoiler warning it. Come on, Aesop. Come why on. You, why yeah. didn't you warn me that that fox was going to eat the chicken? Aesop, I wasn't ready to know. Hey, spoiler warning, there are two animals in this story. Yeah. <laughs> There's a fox. Spoiler alert. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> Again, okay, sorry. I feel like we're kind of taking weird, cheap shots at, like, legitimate, like, like yeah, it's yeah. fine for, ga- like, approach games however you want to. Spoilers, spoiler warnings are a great thing. Yes. Like, you need to protect people oh, from 100, hearing. So, 100%. 100%. Yes. Not a joke. No, but, I, <laughs> I have no patience for actual spoilers. I was just making a joke about games being short, and I love it. Yeah. yeah. And I love short storytelling games, yeah. and I will pay full price and then some for yes, them. Yes, exactly. Um, That... But Sonic is not a storytelling game. Right. It is about like battering your head against barriers and spikes and bumpers. Which is a good segue. Nick, how did you feel about Sonic the Hedgehog 1877's story? Um it was riveting while um, by which I mean it was made mostly of robots. Yeah. Well, what did you what did you Machines. glean from the game? Um I gleaned just from playing it that uh Sonic is in a uh, kind of vectorized future nature. Mm-hmm. And uh, for some reason, small animals are living inside of robots. Uh-huh. And then you bop the robots and the small animals are free. And then every three, every three acts, you uh, fight a, a big man in a, in a robot airplane or tank. <laughs> um, and you bop him a few times. And uh, you he doesn't like you, I think. And then you don't like him, but like... Is he just in your way? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then you go through like cities and then factories and you keep finding this this big man who wants to hit you with um, spiky balls and <laughs> robot parts. And eventually he wants to squish you in an, in an engine, in like a giant car engine. Always trying to hit Sonic with spiky balls. Yeah. Well, yep. And uh, that's what he says. That's a quote of his. That Dr. Robotnik. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and uh, there are d- crystals in an extra dimension. Mm-hmm. And then you um, beat the big man and make him mad. Like at the end, he's not. You didn't. He's not in jail. He's uh, just he's angrily just, jumping on the end. He's just mad. Like yeah. Because yeah, he, 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 uh, uh, I did get all the chaos emeralds, and I didn't cheat for those. I did those legit. Uh huh. Um, and uh, and yeah. Oh, and then I guess at the end, you've you've set all the small animals free, and then the chaos emeralds. Uh swoop around and make all the things bigger yeah and like that's the story so it- sonic runs a long way fights a big man and some robots and then f- uses magic gems to make plants bigger mm-hmm. so if you've never played the game you should absolutely 100 percent understand it now <laughs> there you go the uh <laughs> that's as clear as it gets uh but ge- like genuinely yeah if you're listening to this podcast i find it unlikely that you don't know anything about sonic the hedgehog but i at least didn't know these details about this game yeah and uh, if you collected 100 rings, which in uh, in the established uh, rule set put forth by Mario yeah. just gave you extra lives. Right. Uh, 
in this set, it's actually 50, I guess. Yeah, 50. 50 rings. Yep. If you got 50 rings in any single level, at the end of the level, a giant ring-shaped portal would open up. Yes. That would teleport you to a psychic dimension. Yes. A ping-pong dimension. Wherein you, yeah, wherein you are a pinball. You are a pinball, and you are trying to get to the center of a pinball maze, yep. wherein a chaos emerald yeah. is waiting for Some you. kind of glowing gem. But there's no in-game explanation for, like, why you're doing this, how to get them. No, there's nothing. But it is an easy thing to stumble on, yep. which is that if you get 50 rings, which it sort of implies, oh, that number's going up, I should get more of them. Yeah, exactly. Then that strange thing will happen. Yeah. As a kid, I did successfully do that a couple mm. times. Mm-hmm. I would get enough rings and get to the end and jump into that weird pinball zone. Yeah. But I never understood what I was doing there, and I always thought I was trying to get to the things that said end. Oh, right. Like, you're just racing to the end, right? But- yeah. Or finish or whatever they yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it turns out that was not the goal, and I never even figured that out because I never made it very far in the mazes. <laughs> I was like, why would I go that way when the end is right here? I, this is so easy. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> but it's this weird psychedelic thing, and it's like very, like pretty cool. In the background, there are birds turning into fish, turning back into birds. Origami-looking yeah. kind of 3D graphics things. Yeah. Very weird in 3D. Yes. Uh, I There's actually a famous quote from Alexander Hamilton around the time that this game came oh, out. Oh, re- yeah. Where he said... Wow, that's trippy. That's trippy. I've never seen anything like this in video games before. Okay, okay. What else did you think about during Sonic the Hedgehog? What else did I think about? Did you have any existential revelations? Um, Any uh, mechanical insights? Any... uh... Mechanical insights. (laughs) Um, cause I, uh? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like what? Yeah, totally. Tell did. me one. Well, uh, we talked a little bit about this during, uh, Sonic Underground, our mm-hmm. coverage on Sonic Underground, which is that, uh, Sonic I love that you be... call it coverage. That's great. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ooh, that made me feel really professional. Our... <laughs> <laughs> we, we put covers over it and we tuck it in at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and In Sonic Underground, we talked about how Sonic is often put as the representative of nature versus the forces of technology. Yep, and that's 100% evident in this game. And this game, uh, from the very beginning, right, the clash is that you're in this, like, very, very nature-filled world, Mm -hmm. and then strewn around are uh, robots that are shaped kind of like animals and little TVs that have power-ups, which I guess are positive, but... Uh, Yeah. And as you go further and further into the game, it gets more and more, uh, there, there is more and more technology. Yeah. So the first level is 100% grassy. The mm-hmm. second level is like ruins with some stone. Mm-hmm. And then you get into more and more abstract and strange cities and yeah. places that things are getting built. And you're yeah. getting closer and closer to Dr. Robotnik's lair. Yep. Um, and so you're really, really seeing this idea that uh, technology is encroaching on this island. Yeah that Sonic lives on. And uh, while I don't 100% agree with being, like, afraid of technology, okay. it, is a, it is a really cool and powerful image for, like, this is what Dr. Robotnik is really doing. Yes. He is he's taking this beautiful land that Sonic eventually uh, reinvigorates by putting the Chaos Emeralds back where they belong. Yes. Uh, he's turning it into this, like, huge factory complex yeah. just because he wants to get these Chaos Emeralds and harness their power for whatever purpose. <sighs> yeah. And he wants to take control, and he's like the the thing about it is is like maybe not against technology in general, yeah. but it's definitely against uh, technology as 
uh, a, a means of control. Like, yes. A, 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 to to um, imprison tiny animals in a robot and use them to, to like fight your enemies mm-hmm. is, I think we can all agree, a pretty dastardly. <laughs> That's like a little dastardly. That's a misapplication. Uh, it goes... It, <laughs> It goes tying people to railroad tracks. Yep. And then next step up, putting little tiny animals in robot bodies. Yep. If it's on the dastardly scale. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, sorry. In the middle there, mm-hmm. there's uh, racing on a racetrack with a bunch of your cool cartoon friends. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's number two. Yep. Oh, and it is interesting to see that the whole concept grew from these like little tiny animals to now we're dealing with the same general idea, which is technology yeah. progressing on animals yeah. to uh, abstracting the animals further into more like human forms. Yeah. I guess not abstract. You're like c- concreting. You pull it. <laughs> <laughs> being it's humanized. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're, you're talking about Sonic Underground. Yeah. Yeah. Where they have this full narrative with uh, various characterizations and you, you get all that out of one blue, one blue dude with red shoes uh-huh. Running fast every once in a while, and and bopping a big fella. The implication in uh, the lore of yeah. Sonic eighteen ninety two is that uh, the Chaos Emeralds, yeah, have like nuclear levels of energy. Oh, okay. Uh, like you could, like he is probably intending to use them as fuel for weapons or oh, for gosh. his robots. Uh, and so thinking about that with like obviously this is one step removed from that this mm-hmm. is like the bad guy getting ready to then take over the world mm. and then sonic underground is the bad guy has already basically taken over the world oh yeah 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 what do you do now um but i'm wondering if sonic underground ever will address the chaos emeralds as an actual object i wonder that too mm-hmm. I, I hope we get to find out <laughs> uh yeah i was surprised at one thematic thing that emerged playing through that game which is that as as things got harder and harder and things got increasingly mechanized and and they got constrained mm-hmm. and Sonic gets, you're fighting his urge to go fast most of the time. Yeah. All the way to the last boss where you literally have to stand completely still and move just a little bit and then go back to being still. And the game just like tightens and tightens and tightens this, the, the like shackles on your character. Mm-hmm. So in that way, as it becomes more frustrating and more like, um, uh, uh, thematically dark and weird, you are also losing your ability to have the kind of fun that you were having in the Green Hill Zone. Yeah, there are no more loops. Like the loops go away. There's there there are there are very few opportunities to go any farther than like a screen length. Mm-hmm. You're gonna wait for platforms. You're waiting for fireballs to pass. You're waiting for things to swing around. Like you're just waiting and waiting and waiting. So it teaches you to go fast and enjoy that, and then takes that away from you systematically, step by step, until in the very last moment, you are fighting your urge to move at every second, and probably dying because you moved wrong. <laughs> but the catharsis of that is that the final moment they do give you yeah you're still in control and if i recall correctly yeah and uh you are running and just getting to outpace eggman so you can hit him before he flies away yes like like at the the very yeah 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 the very final moment is you running so much faster than him that you can just jump up and stop him from flying and that's great Mm -hmm. so so that's a cool thing like that's a cool game design thing that i didn't even uh like only by like having to replay that boss over and over and over again did I piece these things together and playing through the whole yeah. thing in a very comp you know very short amount of time 
helped me see that arc in a way that if I'd gotten really good at the game where I could play all the way through it, where I went more smoothly through it, maybe I wouldn't feel the same way. But you kind of are just, yeah, you're just kind of having to wait. I, I don't know. I think I liked that. I thought yeah, it was cool. I think that's really cool. And it's also uh, probably 100% intentional. Where the, yeah. like, I hadn't even thought about it until you mentioned it just now, that the loops completely disappear. Especially because the loop-to-loop has become such an iconic part of Sonic's yeah. image. Yep. That any game you play, that's a part of it. Especially in the 3D games, mm-hmm. they seem to want to throw them at you as often as possible yeah. nowadays. Um it is interesting that the only place they really existed, the only place where Sonic's uh, like natural skill is put to the best use, yeah. is at the when you're actually at kind of home base, it's like his habitat. Yeah, right. There are, I mean, you do get funneled through some shoots, and there are some. I mean, it's not that there aren't those things later on, but they become increasingly far apart. And, and you feel and, more like you are doing something they're not built for. Like yes. that you are like getting in the way or you're making some more decisions rather than a place that seems built for you. Exactly. Like the, that is a great point. Mm-hmm. Like it manages to be like well-designed and like challenging and weird by being not for you. Yes. Where Whereas a lot of games, I think, think I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's that's only true up to a certain extent, but I think that's an interesting point where it's like you are leaving your world and going into Robotnik's world, and it yeah. sucks in here. It sucks. And <laughs> some of the bad guys you get to by the end, you can't, you literally cannot even hurt. Yeah. So uh, there's the little bomb that explodes. Yep. And when it, even before it explodes, you can't hurt it. Yep. And can't when it, it explodes, all you can do is dodge yeah. the things that have exploded. Yeah. So you've gone from all of these monsters that you can fight yep. to now you are not only in a level that is trapping you as much as it can and making you move as slowly as Mm -hmm. it wants and sending you in these weird directions. Mm -hmm. You're fighting against enemies that are 100% automated and just don't care what you're doing. They do not respond to you except to like trigger and like explode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's pretty, I'm I'm sure somebody's gone into that. I would be interested if anybody knows any good uh, uh, essays or anything about like Sonic's game design and that kind of stuff. I'd, I'd love to read more about that. Yeah. And now I'm thinking about the sort of uh, inherent tragedy of, like, all of the robots have animals in them. Yeah. And those robots, you just explode. Like, you... Oh, God. Do like, they? Yeah. Like, like you, even the bomb has, like, a well, little... we don't know. Ugh. We don't know, because, but every single other robot that's sent against you has a little animal as a fuel source. I would like to think more about that and look into that a little bit more, because I don't... I, I hope that's not the case, but... A scary implication oof. of that is that, robot, that Robotnik's, like, his, like final choices are just sending little animals at you to explode yipes Mm -hmm. it's pretty brutal that's very brutal it's it's, this dark stuff in there and the best the last boss fight is very bad yeah it's not (laughs) it's not fun no (laughs) but it it, when it's framed the way that you said it makes sense like like typically in game design we do want everything to feel fun and challenging and good at that point like that fight which is actually just pistons going yeah. up and down in a room very slowly and yep. every once in a while dr robotnik will appear in one that you can hit and yep. it's only going to be one of two or three of them yep. four of them yeah and you have to just happen to be in the right place and not get hit by the piston right and, and jump and, in time to hit him and there's only like one place where you where i could really find a stand where i was like reliably not going to get hit and not get squished and i could hit one or two of the, one of two of the pistons and yeah, uh, yeah and it was, it was making terrible noises oh the sound is so bad yeah. for a game that has like amazing music and amazing sound effects it's just yeah it is entirely 
against you yeah. by the end. Uh-huh. It sounds bad. It feels bad. It's probably going to kill you and take your three lives away if you have that many left by the time you get to the end and make you start again from the beginning. Yeah. And so you've got to fight your way through the land of beauty and speed all the way back to the nightmare ending for the satisfaction of, of victory and of like liberating all these animals. Like It, it is yeah. one of these like... This isn't fun, uh-huh. but it, it's but it's like worth doing. Mm-hmm. And it was it was very like satisfying to finally play all the way through to the end of it and and get it. Yeah, and it was such a good choice to have Sonic like loop back uh, to the that original world. Yeah. when you finish the game. Yep, to release all the animals, and if you have the Chaos Emeralds, like make it seem more rejuvenated and happy. Yeah, that's a really good choice. That's cool. That's a really cool game. Great game. Uh, do Great. you want to do some? Speed reading? Speed reading! (laughs) Last time on speed reading, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog was hanging out with his Uncle Chuck. Mm -hmm. His Uncle Chuck was like, I made this beautiful ring. I don't know. Uncle just voice. for you. I just forgot. Yeah. what Uncle, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Chuck said, I made this beautiful ring. It's just for you. It won't work for anybody else. And then from the other room, Dr. Robotnik yelled, uh, or not Dr. Robotnik, uh, Kid Robotnik yeah. yelled, uh, hey, hey, I hope there's a ring in there that's that works just for me and I not ne- for Sonic. I need a steering part, is what he said. <laughs> yeah. The, so the implication being that maybe he's going to steal uh, Uncle Chuck's ring and use it for his robot. Ooh. But uh, I'm sort of on his side right now if he does, because Uncle Chuck should have just given him, like, a circle. Wow, interesting, controversial position. I just think Uncle Chuck is playing favorites, <laughs> and uh, yeah. that's not super cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, Especially uh, not if he's trying to uh, promote Harmony as Sonic back from the past. Right, future. yeah, exactly. As, as the... He should know better. As the Sonic of future past. Maybe he can't get over his condescension for... Or, you know, his, his antagonism toward Robotnik, it becomes enculturated. Let's find out what happens in this version of Sonic the Hedgehog, shall we? That maybe wasn't a very good recap, but here we go. Here we are. We, you we listen to, the, you know, job. whatever. Um, there's no reason to read a book twice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I need steering parts for this robot, he said to himself. Then it will be finished. Now where can I get steering parts? <laughs> Robotnik spotted Uncle Chuck's tractor. He won't miss these, said oh. Robotnik. He's, he's going to take he's it from the tractor? He's actually going to take a steering wheel? Whoops. Well, we... <laughs> that seemed so well set up. What a twist. Uncle Chuck drives a tractor? Hmm, interesting. <laughs> Do they have a farm? He won't miss these, said Robotnik as he took away took apart the tractor. He never uses this whole thing anyway. Okay, so not like a good farm. Robotnik removed the tractor's steering parts. Then he placed He removed in- its steering parts? Wait, you don't just say steering parts! <laughs> he removed all the parts that he used steer a tractor with. <laughs> from the from 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 wheel to axle. I <laughs> took a t- all of it out of there. Um then he placed them in his robot. Now for the big <laughs> Now for the big test. He pre- was that my robotic voice? It's close. It's pretty close. He's like he's like a little more squeaky. Mm-hmm. Now for the big test. <laughs> now for the big test. <laughs> he pressed a switch on his remote control. The robot sprang to life. Lights flashed. Buzzers buzzed. <laughs> and beepers beeped. The robot turned its head. 
toward Robotnik. What is your command, master? Said the robot in a squeaky voice. Oops, hang on, let me do it again. What is your command, master? I did a really good job reading that. Said the robot in a squeaky voice. <laughs> it works! Cried Robotnik. Robot, go to that pile of junk and bring me all the old robot heads. Yes, master, said the robot. It took two steps, then stopped. The robot pulled its own head off. Then it rolled its head on the ground like a bowling ball. Oh my gosh. Wait, so the robot is using its, its steering itself? It's using its own steering parts to steer itself? I guess so, yeah. I'm going to go back. Hang on. I need steering parts for this robot, he steering said to himself. Okay, so, and it so he put the steering parts so in the robot. The he took the steering part from the tractor, the which would be like a steering wheel. But if you carry like, the two. But he put it. But and then. And he, and he, and he, so the robot's got the steering parts inside of him, I guess. And he's doing the division of steering parts into robot. And then, so, so yes, it's steering itself, but not with its hands because it's using its hands to bowl its own head. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I'm glad, I'm glad we put all that yeah, together. Yeah, okay, that Good. works. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, <clears throat> That's, it's weird that you got that because after oh what I was your all the math, you ran your yeah yeah I got forty one huh yeah just shy of the, really close really really close yeah. um <laughs> then it rolled its head on the ground like a bowling ball no cried Robotnik that's wrong <laughs> he sat he sat on the ground and threw a tantrum they never work never never never. I feel for him. After a few minutes. Maybe you should have been a little more careful with your genie wish, though. <laughs> Bring me all the robot heads. The robot's like, all right. All right. Uh, hmm. It like, that's a problem with AI. Like, he's got, it got all the parts right, right? It's like, head, bring me, right? But it didn't. It, yeah. He didn't know what order to put them in. It's like, oh, I should bring my head over there. Mm -hmm. And he gave it steering parts, but he didn't give it love parts, you know? <sighs> Obvious. Obvious. After a few minutes, Robotnik calmed down. He picked up the robot's head and began to put it back on. Section break. <laughs> back in his workshop, Uncle Chuck remembered something. He had promised to lend his... <laughs> He's in his workshop. Chuck the Toolman Sonic. Chuck the Toolman Sonic. He had promised to lend his tractor to a neighbor. He went outside, climbed aboard the old tractor. He had promised to yeah. lend his tractor. <laughs> this is this isn't a very well planned chapter. You know, uh, yeah, no, it's not. <clears throat> he went outside, climbed aboard the old tractor, and started it up. The tractor rolled wildly around the backyard. <laughs> Uncle Chuck tried to steer it, Where but he couldn't. Its steering parts go? But he couldn't control it. It would not respond. So this was an AI tractor. Or it still has a wheel, like you didn't take the steering wheel, but instead it's just like the, it's the actual parts from the inside that go, man. This doesn't sound like real science. I don't understand, he cried. Why can't I steer this tractor? <laughs> when he looked up. Usually the mind meld works perfectly. <laughs> I put my hand in the glove box. What else am I supposed to do? I phased my brain into the engine. <laughs> What, what else can an old man do? <laughs> Real science. Um, when he when he looked up, Uncle Chuck saw that the tractor was headed right for Robotnik. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So the tractor, having been stripped of its steering parts, made murderous advances on the one who the one who brung it. It's an AI tractor. It is an AI tractor, and it's trying to get revenge. Wow. It's mad that it doesn't have steering parts anymore, but it is. But it is brute forced its way through its own code to steer itself over towards Robotnik. Wow. What a. This is grim. Wait, do you think Robotnik is going to think that Uncle Chuck tried to run him over <gasps> with a tractor? Oh, my gosh. Robotnik clear, definitely knows he that would, he took the steering parts out, He would right? definitely know that, but we don't know what he's capable of or what, what he's And if you get make. hit by a tractor, you don't know what you'll remember. That's easy. Oh, my gosh. What if getting hit by a tractor is what turns Robotnik from annoying to evil? <laughs> <laughs> to, from, from annoying to annoying, but a little more effective. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, well, that's the end of chapter one. I guess. That's... Wait, that was going straight for him. Yeah, that's the end. That's the cliffhanger. Blah. Sorry, we. You know, hey, that's all I'm going to read today. <laughs> we'll hit you next time. No, I have to know. No, we're not going to keep going. But I have to know. Sorry, you're not. The only way you're going to know is if you tune in next time for speed reading. Pew, pew, pew. Thanks, everybody, for listening today. Yeah, thank uh, you. Next week, we are going to take a break from Sonic Underground, and we're going to start with the first episode of Sonic Boom. <gasps> oh, we are? Yes. Oh, boy. Sonic Boom is on Hulu, so if mm-hmm. you want to watch it along with us, you can. Uh, and it is the most modern Sonic TV show that is actually currently running. Yeah, we love Sonic Underground, and we talked about, um, like, should we just keep doing it? Should we go all the way through the end or whatever? But since Sonic Boom is, like, happening now, and we've kind of... We've covered a lot of Sonic Underground. We kind of take a little break and then uh, uh, just have a good time learning about something else for a little bit. Yeah, and if you want to hear more about Sonic Underground, like, don't worry. We'll probably yeah. eventually get back to it. Absolutely. Uh, or if you really, really feel strongly about it and you, like, would rather we suck to Yeah, that, let us know. Feel free to let us know. We're yeah. definitely going to do at least one episode of Sonic Boom for fun because mm-hmm. I want to see what Sonic is doing on TV yeah. nowadays. Uh, also, we've been playing some of Sonic oh, and All-Stars oops. Racing. Transformed. Uh, Transformed. And we'll... <sighs> I'm sure we'll have some good thoughts yeah, we for you talk about, about that, that too. pretty soon. Oh, man. Uh, that game. The wide rules. world of Sonic is opening up before us, and uh, it's a. <laughs> Sonic canonically knows the Panzer Dragoon cast. He knows Panzer Dragoon. He knows <laughs> Team Fortress Pyro. He knows everybody. Can Sonic please be in Team Fortress 2? I would love that. Uh, I just want Sonic in every game. Somebody nowadays. make me a scout skin that looks like Sonic the Hedgehog. Even if it's just a scout wearing like a it's, Sonic hat, yeah. I want to play that. Scout, but he's like dressed in a bad Sonic cosplay. <laughs> yes. Uh, but that's what we're going to do next week. So yeah, if you want to follow Boom. along, you can go ahead and watch episode one of Sonic Boom on Hulu. Uh, and thanks to all of our music people as usual. Yeah, thanks, everybody. That's Bulby. That's Goodnight Productions. That's Dave Donkey. We love you guys. Uh, and we are out for today. That's I have it. been I've... Caleb Zane Hewitt. And I've been Nick Splendor. And, and you're too show. He is a bad dude. Robotnik, even though you don't know that much about him, he's bad. And he's, he, just to look at Mario, like, he's worse than Bowser. Mm-hmm. Like, 
He's doing a lot worse stuff. He's doing stuff that you can actually see. Yeah. Bowser is is kidnapping someone, yeah. and then you're going to save them. And that's wrong, kids. It's definitely wrong. It's definitely wrong to do that. But you don't... And I guess he's kidnapping lots of people, and maybe he's taking over a lot of different castles. I guess so, because... And I guess maybe instead of... We don't know We don't know what the Goombas are. We don't know what's going on and there. We don't know where all that magma but, comes but where from. where is everybody... In Mario, yeah. Where so are I they? guess that's a problem. Well, but... I mean, they're in the Mushroom Kingdom, Nick. Have you? Oh worked... well, no, but like, have you ever played like a uh, Mario? Yeah, game? that's the one where um where like uh you can find like a cow that has a mushroom on its back and everything's made out of blocks and you have to dig a hole forever. No, actually, I think that's the Mushroom Kingdom. I think Mushroom Kingdom is that uh movie made by that guy who also made all those other movies. Okay. <laughs> I was really hoping I'd find his name by the end of that joke. We can cut that. <laughs> so, I was talking about, uh, what's his name? Gosh. Which one? Bad Dads. The Bad Dads guy. Like, all his, all the dads are bad. Uh, the Expendables? No. He's, <laughs> no, it's like, they're colorful. And he's like, there's like one woman. Trolls. <laughs> Smurfs. No, I'm, I'm talking about his movies as a whole. Like, he wrote uh, that one movie with all the rich people in it. And then Wolf that, of Wall Street. that other movie that has a big hotel. And Home then, Alone 2. And then that other movie where all the kids are at camp, which is the one I'm talking about. Ernest goes to camp. You're talking about Ernest P. Worrell. And then that other movie where I think an old lady dies is that the same movie as one of the other ones uh you're thinking of uh um uh, uh is he uh, the tenenbaum weekend at bernie's is this the tenenbaum guy oh wes anderson yes <laughs> <laughs> okay so i'll go back no i think mushroom kingdom is uh a movie by wes anderson i think it's a wes anderson film <laughs> Especially if you cut that, it'll seem very crazy that you laughed so yeah, much. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to do I don't know what we're going to do with that. <laughs>